bite before we yeah, start eating. It. It's all good. Don't be a stupid bitch. <laughs> we are in control now. Ding dong. Hello? Yes, that's right. Rise and praise. Celebrate. It's Hacker Hameen's birthday extravaganza here on the Friday Locker Room. Ayatollah Talayi shines the golden one. And you're about to get choked out by the Strangler as we Khashoggi you up. Quick with a hot saw, infidels. It's the Friday Locker Room. All the news, all the reviews, and death cues here. Hameen Media Group, channelattitude.com. Yallah! Oh, yeah, man. What's good? What's good? What's good? Back in the studio early after the late night uh, private flight touches down and only a couple hours of sleep, but I got that uh, Vince Russo bro coffee flowing through my veins, and I also can always just uh, hot tag out and let uh, my tag partner do all the work <laughs> like I usually do. <laughs> and he's back in the studio. It's the summer of Striz. My man, Strangler Steve King's in the house. What's good, Striz? Hey, happy birthday, Hacker Hameen. Yeah, Allah, thank you, I can't you, believe it, man. How old are you now? You're, you're uh, the big three zero now, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually – I'm infinite because I won at road. I, I won at Road to Immortal, uh, Gateway to Immortality. I won, wow. and then uh, this is Immortal pay per view. Heels over strong. So I think Jeez. at this point, age really it doesn't matter. Not it ain't nothing but a number. But uh, I should be immortal at this point, unkillable. Yeah. So yeah, well, I mean, you are the Booker then, <laughs> 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 right? I wait haven't minute, been lately. I haven't been lately. A couple things I'll do in agent, but I've dialed it back some for a, a hey, lot. Yeah, I don't blame you, dude. You've had a lot on your plate these last, last all summer and beyond. Yeah. So that, that, it's good to see that you kind of let at least let one of those pressure valves kind of go on to somebody else for a while. I think they knew because uh, I just couldn't. There's no way possible. Yeah. And <laughs> and I wasn't getting uh, pissed, but I would get very short about things. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, it's. I mean, with Upstate Wrestling Entertainment, I know he's applying for his license and bond, too, because he wants to run little studio shows out of there. So and That's the guy that has the school. Yeah, and he's expanded, bought another part of it. Dude, he bought a part and knocked on the wall, and the and this guy who had owned a gym in, in what looks like the early 2000s, because that's when the equipment was from, going through a uh, divorce or what have you. So he got like 10 grand in gym equipment with with that just extending his lease. So, yeah, like it's, it's a pretty cool little space to do studio wrestling. I'll definitely uh, tap into your brilliance for some ideas that way. Oh, but that. Yeah. one kid who wants to direct and write, now here's a fucking <laughs> platter. To, like here's a whole canvas. Here's the paints and the uh, brushes. Mm-hmm. What are you going to mm-hmm. do with it? You know what yeah, I mean? That's, yeah, it's like let loose and go and use your imagination. Yeah. You know, it has always been one of my fucking biggest dreams was to either have a wrestling school or to – be a full-time agent with a full-time television wrestling company or both, you know, it it never really happened. I I could have probably forced it to, but like one of the things that stopped me from ever having a school was one of the, um, not just Bubba Ray, but, um, um, 
Will Moody, um, uh, Paul Bearer. Yeah. I uh, was out there because he used to have a, a, a training facility and Bubba still does, or maybe I'm not sure if he does, but his partner Devon did or does. And they were out there like basically trashing anybody that was like a nun. Like, don't ever go to a school with somebody who wasn't a contracted right. full-time guy. And, you know, I have to admit, there is a little bit of something to that. A little bit, a little bit. But that really, like, I'm like, so like now I'm going to have to fucking justify my existence to these kids who want to learn from me. But, you know, maybe I should have just done it anyway because, uh, you know, who our, our, our mutual friend, Zachary Springgate the third. Yeah. He's had a wrestling school now for over 20 years in upstate yeah. New York. Yep. And he was never a full-time uh, contracted guy. He did indies all over the planet for two decades at least. Sure. And, um, you know, I mean, never became like a national name, but he's always influ- had at he's least influenced, 10 to 15 uh, students. A lot of top guys in the, in the yeah. Northeast Independence. Oh, yeah. He's like credited with uh, pretty much uh, training like maybe 65% of the entire undercard of tcw throughout its entire run because yeah i mean being based in new york in syracuse and that's where their school was i mean it sure, was easy to sure. pluck guys out and use them for whatever we need to whether it be ring crew or uh in, in the ring as talent uh but you know it's one, one of those things i always wanted to do and being a killer kowalski a direct line and here's like yeah. how i got the name strangler not to go off on this tangent but uh, ed strangler lewis trained uh luthez Luthez trained my mentor, Killer Kowalski, and Killer Kowalski trained me. So I'm a direct line to Ed Strangler. Sure. Lewis. Yeah, yeah. And I always thought, that, and that's why I took the name Strangler, because I was one of the real true last guys that was in the ring with Walter himself, Killer Kowalski, as he would be the one walking up with you and picking you up for a slam and bringing yeah, yeah. you down and grabbing your arm and saying, fight back. And you were, I literally wrestled Killer Kowalski four times a week for years. Whereas as he got older, you know, he'd be more on the outside kind of directing yeah. traffic and then had a younger guy in there showing you how to do things. But when I got in there, he'd grab your arm and put it right behind your back and spin you around, put his head underneath you, pick you up like this. Yep. And you'd just be like, holy fuck. And you're in there trying to survive. And I'm like grabbing Killer Kowalski's leg going, I can't fucking believe I'm leg diving Killer Kowalski right now. Right, right. You know what I mean? And being one of those last guys, I took a lot of pride in that, you know? And yeah. I learned a shit ton. Sure? I, I used to... On t- we used to have school four times a week, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. And on Tuesdays and Thursdays, classes were from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., okay? But during Tuesday mornings, there were a couple of guys that would go there like at 10 a.m. or 9 a.m. because they couldn't get there at night. So Walter made a concession for them, and he'd go there on Tuesday mornings and come back later Tuesday night for the other class. I found out about this, and this is back when I was going to Salem State University in Salem, Massachusetts for college. I was a freshman there in 80, uh, 92, 92 going into 93. And uh, on my way to school one day, I just went there just to pop in and say hi. And I stayed for the whole class, which led to me skipping tons of Tuesdays to go up there and get an extra training session with right. Killer Kowalski. Because how could you not, you know, right. go yeah. to college and listen to this fucking asshole preach about Something you know, something someone who's really never done it has been an asshole, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Professor, talk about history, Russian history from 1682 to 1841. Or I can literally lock up with Killer Kowalski and have him throw me in some fucking shoot pins and have him go get try to get out of this, try to get out of that, try to get out of this. Like, this is way cooler. (laughs) Fuck college, yeah. So, you know, that's you know, that's why, um. 
you know, that's how I'd spend my Tuesdays, which, by the way, ended up leading me to go on to academic probation. Because <laughs> <laughs> I skipped so much school because I was like, fuck this. I want to be a wrestler. Go where you want to be, right? So be, fuck school. Get, get, just wrestle as much as you can. And he was always so thankful because the guys that he had coming in were really big guys, but they were so green that they couldn't work with each other. So they would bump me around being a small dude that could easily do shit. And he was, Walter uh, was always so thankful that I'd be there to do that stuff because he was starting to get to an age where he wasn't yeah. going to take a bump for a six foot eight, 350 pound guy. Yeah. And he, so he would like say, okay, I'm going to, uh, I'll help you. You know, you, you get on more shows, you do more of this, you do more of that because you're really helping out. So it was, for me, it was a win-win. Yeah. Well, that's what you have to win-win. show. You have to yeah. show that you're going to be there through things. And I and loved playing. it. It wasn't like, oh fuck, I got to go bump for these monsters. It was like, Get me in there, dude. Get me in there. So I always had that. And I loved helping teach these guys, too, because I would, you know, not to blow smoke up my ass, but I was a fast learner. So I could really pick things up because I I used to study wrestling when I watched it. I didn't just sit back and absorb it. Knowing how to study tape and study wrestling is the art unto itself, really, and and how you have to retrain your eye. So being a student of the game, really, and then being able to pick things up quickly and being 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 a student with the game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Literally, Triple H was there all the time, and yeah. um, you know, being able to do this stuff with these guys, you know, it made me feel like, wow, I'm I'm actually helping train. I'm help, and so that was always in like kind of almost from the beginning. Like, man, I can't wait till one day I have my own wrestling school, and I'll call it Killer Kowalski's Professional Wrestling or whatever. But yeah, down the road as uh, Kowalski got older, um, he ended up selling. Not, not, I don't know if he sold his name or his brand or whatever, right, but there was a school that yes named it the Killer Kowalski Institute of Professional Wrestling. Even though Walter is no longer with us, it was branded that. Um, so I think they had the rights to it, which is cool. And then they're a great school, and they put out lots of uh, very good independent wrestlers. It's uh, Chaotic Wrestling. Yeah, They have the Chaotic Training Center, but I think it's called the Killer Kowalski Training Center now. But, uh, you know, they put out great guys. So I have no heat with that. that. That's awesome. It's just that I always felt like, man, maybe I should just start training guys, but never did because of, the things I heard from the full-time guys. So when I see dudes like you and, and Springate that do your own schools and you, like, like I said, hadn't been on a national stage, it's like, it's good to see that you do it because there are kids that show up and they don't care that you weren't, you know, they're not flying down to Florida. They don't have that kind of money. No. So they're not going to train with Bubba or they're like too intimidated anyway, because you know, they're, they're intimidating dudes. You know what I mean? So they like figure this one is for me. I'll start here at least. And you get them in the door and Absolutely. You, you get to lay down your knowledge, which is awesome. And what are you getting? You're getting an OVW, Rip Rogers, yeah, uh, and, yeah. and Al Snow based uh, training, along with Chicago Improv, uh, Second City, and and Improv Olympic. And that alone, just in dues money, is really a, a twelve thousand. I mean, I'm just thinking about what I've put up <laughs> twelve to fifteen thousand dollar in value education. For, yeah. And you know, it's what you want to absorb. They don't even realize where most of it's coming from. I try and quantify it, but uh, awesome, awesome talk up top, man, about uh, training and then the past. And uh, if there's anything to take away from it, say yes, man. Don't let somebody who wants to big league be take that away from you because. Even getting the alleged consultants deal, they can blackball me and say no and shut the fucking castle front door. I'm going up over the wall, motherfucker. (laughs) You ain't keeping me out. Like, uh, um, you know, no matter who or what tries to stand in my way, I'm going to just power through or find a, a way around that because 
this person or whoever it is was put in my way to fucking try and stop my forward momentum and i'm there's no way i'm gonna even uh why why fight against that and feed for something no sell it and fucking go around right, <laughs> you right. know like so when you're training guys how often do you find yourself uh, quoting rip like word for word yeah well i bring his book to class uh for a while i would have then they're just little parables that rip didn't really write it was caleb uh student that would write down in his notebook things rip would say and rip says them so often in practice but that's to reinforce mm -hmm. you know in your mind uh so it just becomes tattooed on your wrestling brain pretty yeah. much uh, yeah when, when i used to help at kowalski uh, not kowalski but at springgate school back in 2002 i would see it was like i was back at Kowalski's yeah. and I find myself saying the same shit that he was yeah. saying, like almost take his accent and be, God damn it, get up, grab my yeah. arm. <laughs> you yeah, know? you're you're like fucking wrong. You know? Get the yeah. fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh Fight yeah, back, no, damn it. Yeah, yeah. I, I often do, and I also think about Rip, uh, you know, I try not that I can give up swearing, but sometimes I can get on a tangent and my points get lost in that, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I've yeah, tried yeah. to be better and also I respond, uh, you fat fucking bastard, fucking work your ass off, work harder. Yeah, uh, now today's your kid, kid you know, go so in the field position and right. shaking. So I have to fucking, I have to become a better coach, and I've been trying to do that even when I get pissed. Of like, yeah. damn it, your head is not in it. What are you doing? Like, this is not your time to to not do what for the other guy you got to sell you got to or like one kid i had on the cell and he comes up and he's on the cell all of a sudden he looks at the guys and goes like he's gonna like goes from on the cell to superman just because he wants to get his shit in i oh, stop stop yeah i go what are you doing yeah. and, and and like i like i gotta belittle him but if that was ripped you go you motherfucker you know you'd yes, be yes. you'd be getting in front <laughs> of everybody of right yeah. so i i have to and there's no way you could do that. And I think about my Chicago improv oh, yeah. coaches yeah. and that's not how they coach at all. So I'm trying to find a medium, but at the same time, rip will ha rip loves you, but he will shit hammer you like that to drive home the fear that it's the fucking full metal jacket, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. drill sergeant, the whole, that the whole deal, because he was getting you ready to deal with JBL, triple H yeah. fucking like, now you know what i mean you go you're gonna go up there and have to deal with sammy zane Ooh, like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah it's a it's a different level of soldier there's no doubt about it For so sure. you know i try and uh not squash their dreams but you got to be challenging this shit to show yeah. them that you really want it and that you're not uh, not gonna let little things fucking upset your path to what you really want to accomplish in this life so yeah for sure Oh, so it was, uh, yeah, it was a great birthday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got your share of lobster rolls. I was loving those yeah, pictures man. you were sending me, man. I appreciate that. Uh, I love what? Maine. I love their I'm, food. Yeah, dude. When I mean, I've had uh, incredible lobsters right on the beach in Cancun and Jamaica and just uh, phenomenal food. I've sent you those pics, too, and they're great, oh, yeah. but there's nothing like going to Maine. And yesterday was a perfect day, not a cloud in the sky, 72 and breezy uh a wednesday so things aren't packed you aren't waiting mm -hmm. two hours to get a table you know like some right. places on weekends there and uh it, it was uh, i gotta give all the praises to wife number one absolutely made it a, a perfect day uh Great. going up there it was it's long i mean uh six hours there and six hours back so you're only getting about five hours time there you know mm -hmm. what i mean mm -hmm. uh but the what, people what part watch, of me? 
Uh, we were in Portland and Kittery, oh, cool. uh, so right in the southern Maine. And there just wasn't time to go. Good, away. Gorgeous areas. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, it was uh, we we tried to hit some out of the way spots and uh, brought back sixteen uh, lobsters and uh, a couple pounds. Did of you lobster. really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So we were right, right at the fish market, right down there by the wharf, and you go in and uh, I I didn't. Uh, send you all of them but uh are you gonna have a big lobster boil yeah i'll probably go go to my uh parents this weekend uh there but they they had there this is very rare a blue lobster but usually once or twice a year they they only they find them Uh, but this is i mean for me all the all the all the oysters bro i can smell that all dude it was just like being back in whole foods when i worked fish any new englander can look at that picture and and know the smell immediately no no no, what's up so yeah i brought all these daddy oh my god yeah it'd be like 500 bucks worth of lobster did a little uh did a little uh boat shopping while i was out there so i grabbed (laughs) a new rig for myself might as well get yourself something nice right and uh Mm. Yeah, man, I usually don't show her, but uh, she Beautiful. she makes it she makes it awesome. Man. Absolutely. Um, Teamwork uh, makes the dream, brother. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, dude. How about dude? My my photo skills are unbelievable when it comes to shooting oh, yeah, food, good, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you have all the skills. Yeah, dude. That, there's one thing working in the casino. I always I get mad when you send me pictures of donuts. <laughs> yeah, right. These were phenomenal. Those, uh, the, the oh yeah, the half shells. Yeah, half shells. Uh, so nothing like it, really. Yeah, oh yeah, bro. Just a you little lemon, a little horseradish yeah. in yeah. cocktail, not a lot. And then they even have a little vinegar dab, and the brine and slide right through. Man, they were mm-hmm. so phenomenal. So uh, not a cheap, not a cheap day, but uh, at the same time, worth man, it. Man, yeah, 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 you know it's funny you say that, like, like you and then blowing the money, but you gotta have days like that every now and then where you just go, yeah. I don't give a fuck I, what I really this costs. I I need to have. I can't worry about shit today. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just and that's have those days. that's where I was. You know, I mean, can always yeah. rely on you and yeah. Stevie and Vince and the rest of the HMG producers to to talk. But going through it with the cannabis, and then tomorrow we're back in the Supreme Court and. Out by Albany, and uh, you know that means back on the road six a.m. Even coming in last night at one a.m. And now here we are in the studio with who you yeah. know this morning on a Thursday, which I appreciate because I know you're even way earlier than me right now. Uh, like that—that's what I need to recharge. And I—that'll be a hundred and forty days since our last trip was me and Cyburns went to Cancun, and yeah, yeah, no, no, that no, we went to Jamaica after. So I was that, but uh, you know, for the next thing with the wives. Uh, end of september so good no days off yeah. <laughs> there's only so many so much uh, a body can handle i guess but it's all creative work and like you said when you think about what stevie's gone through and and what josh has gone through and like those are uh, you know not everyone goes first world problems i mean we got to survive and, and what, another passion. one of our very good friends is going through right now yeah 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 absolutely uh yeah, you gotta live life yeah, I'm excited for his. Uh, I'm glad he's doing his September 14th pinball party. I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I wish I could make that. That's all good, man. I'll I'll get you on 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 phone and all that stuff to pass oh, cool. around. So digital, you can yeah, be so there. It's, it's a rough one, but uh, you know, like like I said, this this is why you have to live life and you have to have those days yeah. where you go, "Fuck it, I do not care. We're gonna yeah. have some fun and not look at the bill, and we'll yep. worry about it later." You know. Yeah. So. And when you can have the best of something. 
on the planet. You know what I mean? You can't pass that up. Like my, my point is, I love that Caribbean food, but lobster in Maine that was in the ocean with it less than 12 hours before you had literally yes (laughs) is is unbelievable when you have it there in maine at 4 a.m there was a dude on the side of a boat pulling up those lobster traps and those were the lobsters they got that day (laughs) they're not three weeks old that's no no they're just a few hours out of the water It was great, man. It was it was all good, That's and good. Uh, I was just like, man, you'd love to live there, but you only get about two to three months like that, and the rest is a yeah. ball breaker of a fucking winter yeah. and fall. <laughs> yeah, we so, haven't met somebody from Maine. They're usually tough as fuck, though. Yeah, dealing uh, with that you, kind of weather, man. It's just like it's a different kind of person. Yeah, you know, he's uh, he's he is a tough bastard, but he's a cool son of a bitch too, man. His uh, Fandango comes down from Maine to do the Immortal shows, and I bust his balls every time about where's my lobster roll. So I'm gonna, yeah. you know, I'm gonna funny? food porn him. Can I tell you a quick side story about yeah, Fandango, course. real yeah. quick? Is um, his brother, rest his soul, mm-hmm. was an indie wrestler for a while, and Fandango was a fan. But before his brother became a wrestler, he was also a fan, and they lived in Maine and. Me and my partner, Damon D'Arcangelo, used to wrestle up in Maine at this uh, company called EWA. Like, I don't know if it was Empire Wrestling, whatever, mm-hmm. but uh, it was called the EWA. And um, we, my, my tag partner and I, when we went to Maine, we always wrestled in singles because we were getting the hardcore division uh, ready. And my friend was like, the, my tag partner was like the top guy for that, the hardcore thing. So we would go up there like every month and do the shows and he would do some crazy shit. I would not do crazy. Yeah. I, I'd work towards something with tease it. And win. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, Threat of violence. Sure. Exactly. So we had two different theories. He loved doing it and uh, I didn't, but I, we, we got, but anyway, we built up a tournament where he and I were the last two guys and he goes over for the hardcore championship. But uh, Fandango's brother, when he was still a wrestling fan, was a huge fan of my tag team partner. And then um, later, I think they had met uh, Fandango and my old partner. And he's like, oh, my God, my brother was a huge fan of yours. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because it's like the brother of a fan who gets into the business. Who gets in, yeah. Ends up getting this, you know, his debut is at WrestleMania. Right. Uh, you know, he, he was like a fan of like my old tag partner when he was just a, a, fan, a kid sitting in the uh, Indies in, uh, in Maine in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. He's an A plus. He's an A plus worker who I gets it absolutely wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, probably one of the the best guys to come off the road of having a top spot for years and being not that other guys aren't humble and happy to be there. Uh, uh, just a genuine dude, and uh, I guess uh, you know an A plus carpenter. So a guy who doesn't have right. to sweat that this is my only skill and I gotta be a shit bag. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. could easily just be like yeah, he's had his own construction business I had for years and i think in the oh, family good for him. so yeah, Smart yeah kid yeah, yeah. so is this, what's he working as now is it just dango oh uh, yeah i think dirty dango and then he's doing this thing in impact which i haven't really gotten to see where it's kind of like a rib a on rib the business on the biz. yeah, i yeah, did yeah, see yeah. a clip of that i thought it was really good so i mean he's getting it over but uh he did, he he was great champion took skyros to another level in the fans yeah. eyes you know what i mean yeah. great run there did awesome business for him and then went away for a couple shows and then just came back to face this kid Shane Stetson we getting heels. So, uh, so did just, he do the dancing so gimmick at all? Uh, he, he did. Well, when we had, uh, we brought in Summer Ray like, mm, oh, did you maybe, really? Maybe eight months ago, nine months ago. Oh, and, and they really did it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but she was phenomenal too. So we really did it up there. 
but they it must have been fun for them to kind of reconnect. Absolutely. It was because we had used them two or three times before. So when you're using a star like that, you can start to lose a little bit of your shine because they've seen it. Right. If you're right. coming back around on the second loop. So yeah. to add her in at that show really uh, was, a was, yeah, a great uh, addition and accent on that. So, and now with his new stuff, he can switch out and do that and people see it on TV. So very versatile guy. So he doesn't need to do the let's dance along with that. If there's a spot in the match where it's duck one, come by, da, 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 and then he can stop and do a little one, he'll do it. Mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're going to work your shit. So, um, but yeah, man, uh, excellent. And uh, in your face, Johnny. Has Curtis, anybody like, thought about booking him versus Disco Inferno in a dance match? I'm sure, man. Like, why wouldn't you? You know, why like, you, <laughs> yeah, 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 to get something over. It's not like Glenn doesn't look awesome, he stays ready. So, oh, I'm sure, I'm sure he's you know, kind of uh, very yeah. much takes care of himself. Yeah, uh, and we stay ready around here for the Friday locker room. Great uh, reminiscent talk up top, and uh, thank you everybody for all those uh, great birthday wishes, rise and praises on Twitter and Facebook. I tried to like as many as I could, but uh, uh, you know, I had the wives with me. What are you gonna do? Um, and uh, yeah, man, uh, it was great. Ray made a fun video for me, and just needed that uh, six hours to kind of recover and regroup. But I'll tell you what, 12 hour car ride, brother. And even mm-hmm. if you split it up at six and six, I was rock. So being night. in upstate yeah. New York to get to Maine is just the weirdest direction. You got to go down toward the city to come yeah. back up to Massachusetts so- to go straight instead of cutting on the angle. There's no way uh, like to get through that Northern tier like that. We used to wrestle for uh, Tony Atlas up in um, Brewer, uh, Lewiston, Maine. And uh, when I was living in Syracuse back in 2002 to 2004, and uh, myself and Josh and uh, Springgate and my wife uh, would every now and then we he'd call me like, you guys want to be on some shows? And we'd be like, oh, they could really <laughs> use your help. Well, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of you. Blah blah blah. So we'd be like, okay, make that big trek up there. I'm like, oh my god, Tony, this is this fucking ride is. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's beautiful, him. but you yeah, know. he needed he just needed some guys that could work with his. He had a whole locker room because he had a school at the time. Yeah. He had a whole locker room full of kids who were ready to take some bumps on a live show but couldn't possibly manage, like, yeah. you know, booking a match. So he would call us and be like, oh, please come up. So I'm like, all right, fine. So you go up there and you work with a couple of kids a couple of times. You're like, all right, we'll see you next month. And, you know, you do that a few times and then take a few months off. But you'd have a new crop of kids. So, I mean, he, he, he would take care of us. And it was a, it was fun to get out. But, like, it's always the ride home that fucking kills me. It's like, Absolutely. oh my god. So what we do is like be like Tony, like as soon as we're done, we're gonna go. We're not sticking around. We're not going out to dinner after. Yeah. So you'd be like, please make the show start on time. Let it be like a seven p.m. start. Get up, be on the road by eight thirty, and try to get home before like two o'clock in the morning. You know. Yeah, that six hour to eight hour shot is rough, bro. After a show, there's yeah, no- take the Kangamangas Highway, which was like one lane. It was like a fucking bridge that was like miles long mm-hmm. and I'm like the cliff of a mountain and there's only one direction of cars could take up the whole thing so there'd be one light at the end of uh, at each uh, part yep. of the bridge and then you're in the middle of the night and it's foggy as fuck and there's deer and you're like moose trying. there's moose and bears everywhere yeah too. dude and you're in the middle of nowhere nowhere fucking if you're a listener you've never heard of it google kangamangas highway and then, like, you're driving with your eyes, like, looking at you, your fucking nose is touching the windshield, like, yeah. we're going to fucking die. 
Yeah. Hoping there's not another car that's going to come and like go right, slam yeah. right in you, you know? Yeah. It'd be like a long, but it wasn't short. It was like, God damn it, where's the other side of this fucking bridge? <laughs> yeah. You know? Fucking, yeah. Whoever invented that thing. There's every God place damn. in the back hills where we were yesterday is like, don't come back from Dead Man's Curve. Like, it's from yeah. one curve to the next, like 180 almost one way, 180 the other way to yeah, swerve yeah. through all these rocky uh, coastal formations. But that's what gives us its charm, man. We were there was just some knockout houses there where we were yesterday too but uh i don't know how it is now with real estate up there but they used to be able to get a fucking killer deal up there back in the dude day. It, it, you could just see you ain't playing up there for less than three four million just for oh, a small oh, cottage shit. and where we are it was no okay deal. then that's definitely changed because back <laughs> yeah. in the day i remember when scott taylor got signed uh scotty too hotty when he got signed to wwe in like 96 or 97 he ended up buying a house in maine in Saco, maine where he used to live yeah, for the word was that he bought it for a hundred grand, which is a pretty decent house back in '96. Yeah. He bought it for cash, so he had no mortgage on the house, so he was like immediately set. Yeah, you know, like okay, I own my house. This is great. And there was a hundred. He bought a hundred thousand dollar house with cash, and like nowadays, if you if you see a hundred thousand dollar house, <laughs> down payment. That's ten percent down payment yeah. on on the mortgage, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, back then that was like that was a significant amount of money for for Maine. Yeah, you know, like that's that was like yeah. wow, this must and there was a from what I heard, like a good, like you know, probably 3,000 square foot house, you know. Yeah, we were here yeah. up here, uh, Chauncey Creek, uh, Lobster Pier, and there's just oh, this cool. beautiful alcove in the back, all outdoors. And you go and pick out your lobster, and then they'd bring everything to the picnic tables. <laughs> so, but uh, so you got that, to God, was... like, give me that one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I did. I said, give me this one. Holy crap, there's some big claws. Son of a bitch. Wow. Uh, yeah, so it was uh, a, a nice drive through there, but uh, twisting and turning after a, a fucking bumping and your body's fucking coming down. Like, it only takes about two hours, and then everything locks up. So there was yeah. a lot of snap, crackle, and pop last night, no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> uh, there may be some uh, snapping and crackling and popping. Uh, Dana White addresses rumors around Ronda Rousey potentially making a UFC comeback. Uh, when he was recently asked about it, uh, here's what White had to say. He says, there's no shot. Wow. She's accomplished everything she set out to do. Her dream was to win the UFC championship, then win WWE championship. She's done it. Now she's starting a family. Ronda's made so much money and still making a lot of money in sponsorship. So, uh, I mean, in the world of never say never, he says, fuck that never. <laughs> but, um, you know, why not as a talking head right alongside Joe Rogan and Daniel Cormier, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like that's the spot for, if you're going to do it, there's no, uh, woman announcer that's, uh, at that level, uh, you know, there's female ring announcers, but you really got Bruce Buffer over there, put her on the mic as a pro, even if it's just for feature women's features, not like it needs to be. Yeah. She can be an analyst. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I don't know, or uh, you could also see a Ronda Rousey afternoon talk show, like uh, in the Ellen slot, you know what I mean? I could see that for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, she, she I'm not. Her promos never really spoke to me, so I'm not sure how strong she. She really needs some coaching on that. But yeah, I, I, like I said, as a, as an analyst alongside Joe and the rest of the team that can carry her, and she, she can explain during the ladies' matches. Oh, notice how she grabbed the elbow. What that does is add a lot of pressure to X, Y, and Z. Yeah. What she needs to do is if she can shift over about two or three more inches, she'll have like you know blah blah blah. You know, explain the logistics of shoot wrestling. Sure. Or um, at least well, that's uh, how you can get her back working it too. Is like whatever you have the fight, 
and tell whatever girl that wins go over and and talk that shit to Rhonda while she's on commentary saying you keep your ass over there because I run this shit now and that's what draws Rhonda out of retirement to have one exhibition match versus a heel right. that you oh, build, right? make millions of dollars with that but right. maybe maybe like uh maybe they'll consider like down the line opening like a senior circuit them like the the 40 plus olds who had retired who maybe come back for two or three little fights and stuff but it's not sure. you know so when you come in mentally as a fan thinking it's the senior circuit, you do have different expectations. Like I'm gonna go watch George St. Pierre go in there and hopefully not break his fucking leg and get in there and have a good standing, you know what I mean? I might fight Matt Hughes now after he got hit by a train. <laughs> <laughs> One of the Diaz brothers, perhaps you get in there with him now at this point. Yeah. Maybe not ten years ago, but now. Right. Then maybe not so bad. You know what I mean? Like maybe did I, I think there might be I like still a, wouldn't fuck with Don Fry or Dan Severin. I wouldn't fuck with either. No, guys like Don Fry, when he's 90, he'll be like in a hospital uh, like knocking people yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. touch that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whack. So. Um, so interesting that Dana puts the squash on that because I think you could make like what gets people over, uh, allegedly when you help out, uh, Colby Covington <laughs> to incorporate wrestling into UFC, he goes from the low card to the fucking title shot and then goes over and now he, he hangs with Trump and every, and he's on gut field. They want him on that and every other goddamn thing and his values massive. So don't listen to the guys who actually know wrestling and fucking incorporated right, right. into your UFC. That's the easiest thing to do. You get value out of her, establishing her for a couple shows as a as a commentator and build the girl who's on the, the hot streak and then right. have her do the Rocky fuck you gimmick right there. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And then it'd be easy actually to pull off of it after I'm saying it'll never happen to have her be like, did I, what did you just, don't ever tell me that I can't do something. If I put my mind to something, I'll, I'll rip the arm off of any single girl you have coming up. Right. I'll eat your entire locker room for lunch. Don't you tell that so the only reason why you don't want me to ever wrestle again or fight again for you is because you don't want me to take all these young chicks out who you think are going to be your next fast sure. money makers. Like what are you you're probably just hoping to get these girls out here so you can go and bet 150 grand on your next yeah. stack of cards. Like with, yep. I'll eat, like I'll destroy every single one of them and I'll ruin your your you know, why don't you put some money against me? Uh, you're a gambler, right? Yeah, you don't yeah. Think I, can I love do it? that. Go ahead and put two million down. Don't ever bet against me. Can you put me I in that it. ring and I'll I'll pull it. Don't don't mess up what I was doing in WWE with what I did in UFC. I'm a Hall of Famer here, and I'll destroy anyone you have coming up. Absolutely, Boom, money. So the angle is even yep. with the girl she's working. Yep. This with her and Dana. Do we see that with Stone Cold and and McMahon for how many years? You know, or sure. Bret Hart McMahon. You know, this make that be the angle. Right in, uh, right in his face, absolutely. Yeah. So you, you chew know? up a couple of young girls who are still in the training process, and you still, then you build up. You know, you can build up a star that way. Yeah, and then she turns around and gives half a million to Gamblers Anonymous, and all like you know, like just, just takes the money and, right. and does fuck you stuff with it all the way around. Right, you know, and she right. has to get the the best fight bonus because it's the best fight or whatever. So she takes yeah. the fifty grand. You know, gamblers yep. anonymous. Here you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, any of that shit. That's all good stuff, man. But uh, I'm surprised Dana comes out with the never instead of going. Sounds like we could do something if she wants to do biz, Briz. Right, right. You know what I mean? So, how old um, is she, uh, Ronda now? She's still not 40 years old. I don't think. I think she's I think maybe she's, 33, 34. Uh, I think she's older than that. I think she's probably 38, okay. 39. I'm not oh, okay. sure. Okay, and she's just starting the family now. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, uh, I mean, God bless her. I let her have it then because she's. Put in her work. She never needs to do another thing probably the rest of her life. I'm sure 
No. You know, don't they own like like tons of acres of land? Yeah, I mean, they, all that shit's paid for. So just the yeah. fact alone, you want to talk about, she, she I'd rather go to UFC anymore. instead of get up and feed horses and milk cows and fucking feed chickens and pigs every day, bro. Like, that's a 5.30 a.m. Your ass yeah, is up there yeah. doing what needs to be done just to, to do maintenance. Yeah, farm life is not an easy life. It sounds Fuck wonderful no. having the, the animals, but... If, yeah, if you can a, hire a fucking... If you can hire Tiger King and all his fucking friends to take care of shit or whatever, right? <laughs> <clears throat> all of Tiger King's friends. Uh, former WWE star responds to Tyrus. This is interesting. We saw this saying he would give his kids an ass whooping for using pronouns. Uh, as previously noted, uh, President Billy Corgan addressed the, the heat that Tyrus formerly Brodus Clay has gotten due to his political commentary on Fox News defending Tyrus and said, you're not a wrestling fan if you aren't watching him. Uh, during an appearance on Gutfeld the, the, on Fox News, the discussion came about pronouns, and uh, Tyrus said, if my kids came home and said, Daddy, my pronouns is this, this, and this, my problem would be, uh, yeah, my pronoun would be ass-whooping. <laughs> um, former, former star Lance Storm said, let me put this politely as I can. Fuck this guy. People stir in this kind of or, or rainbow uh, uh, emoji. People stir in this kind of hate leads to people getting killed. And everything on this show is just laugh. Everyone on the show is just laughing. Um, you know, Lance, uh, with his take as, as real as it is, and it's uh, it, it's missing, but it, it isn't at the same time because what is Tyrus saying? You know, it's not the, the, the homophobic stuff. It's more, I think, uh, I don't know, I, I guess right. What he really is thinking. I don't want to speak for him, but to me that can also play of I'm tired of uh, what they're trying to do at schools and push this whole fucking agenda. That's exactly what he was talking about. Yeah. As opposed to like, only CQA's fucking uh, talk that way. Da, da, da. I mean, there's some of that in there, but at the same time, that's, it's it's been taken too far right and then gutfeld is like <laughs> it reminds me of the episodes of michael scott trying to do improv where the guy mm -hmm. thinks he's fucking funny and he's yes, like yes. way overdoing it like he at fox he might thinks he's popping people but he's he has no idea what comedy and delivery yeah, he's, he's not really that funny but he's the only conservative guy that like has a show at night so that's why he gets yeah. so many eyes because everybody else is the Jimmy Kimmel's and Jimmy Fallon's and the sure. super left wing carry water for these. But how about Billy Corgan? You know what I mean? Yeah. Chicago's yeah. own son. And now he's sure. got to do both. So Billy handles it well here. Without Billy's also a businessman too. Yeah, sure. Sure. But I saw that episode of Gutfeld and, uh, cause I watch it cause I always like to see what Tyrus is going to say. He's on there probably 80% of the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, what he was, what it was stemming from was that, he didn't agree with schools keeping those things from their parents and like telling kids at school, it's okay to be who you are here and we won't tell mommy and daddy. And right. it's like them like garnering a relationship with your child that is a, more than just being a teacher where you're just supposed to be there teaching. Like, yeah. I saw it on world star and ELA teacher English is a English language arts teacher. I'm queer, da, 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 you know, short haircut. I'm not sure what genitalia, nor do I care, but everything was like, 
I the, the bulletin board was all about the feelings and I'm okay to be me and I'm do this and that and I, and I want my students to know that I'm gender queer so they feel comfortable doing with it not right. anything to do with English language right. arts nothing yeah nothing to do with That's all that it. at all and she got the he she I don't even know the pronouns got the new upgraded flag with the fucking circle with the rainbow with the like like that's what you're focusing your time on right, doing right. that type of shit, bro. And like that's what the response is. Particular thing they were talking about, like the what's the, the there's a new name that CNN had like talked about, uh, like these particular pronouns, like neo pronouns, like Zer and Z and yeah, Zim yeah. and Zach and Zoop and Zeke and Zeke. <laughs> Zip Zab Zop. Like, and there's like literally like ninety of them, so there's no way you could ever fucking memorize this right. shit. And that's and, by design to, to do right. that. Yes, it completely make you afraid to speak. It takes away your, your language and you, and you can't communicate. And that's mm -hmm. simply what they want with that. But, um, you know, that, so that's what he was standing up for is like saying, if my kids came home confused all of a sudden, being almost talked into saying, no, you're not who you think you are. You're, you know, mommy and daddy said you were a girl, but how do you feel on the inside? Well, right. you're maybe like, you're an ex, you know, Zia. It's yeah. like, no, 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 no. Like, and then, like, not only that, but like saying that they'll give kids like uh, gender affirming, you know, medicine or whatever, like that sure. beta blockers. Or, I mean, uh, um, uh, 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 puberty blockers or something, and still keeping that away from their parents. Like medical, actual medical treatments that could do long term psychological and physiological damage to the kid. And don't tell mommy and daddy because they'll be awful. And mad, nobody's saying you know? why. Why is this right. happening? Right. <laughs> and then, so that's why he was saying that there'd be an ass whooping. He didn't really, I don't think he necessarily meant his kid, like the the, the right. person who sent the kid home with all these ideas in their head. Yeah, uh, I agree. I wouldn't even want to fight his wife. She's a glamazon. She'll yeah, she is. Yeah, she's probably bench two forty. Uh, inside Stooge, yeah, inside Stooge report is that Gutfeld also wants Colby Covington on there. So you thought that that uh, Tyrus can get it heated? <laughs> Wait till know, right? uh, Team Johnny Publix gets behind him. We'll see. Uh, you know who they have on there too is uh, Charlie Arnold, who was Charlie Caruso in WWE. Yeah, who was with ESPN for a while. She left ESPN. And now is a contributor on Fox, and she has some uh, um, conservative takes on all this stuff, too. They haven't had them both on the show at the same time, but I'm sure it's just a matter of time before they're both on there. But, uh, you know, it's, it's actually not, like, a terrible show. Yeah, like, Gutfeld's not the funniest dude, like I said, for those reasons. But uh, at least they will have people on that maybe don't agree, and they will have a discussion, whereas on other yeah. shows, it's all just one-sided stuff. You know, so, like, like on... Um, the view maybe they'll have one dude come on, but and but like eight women jumping on this guy or girl. Sure. There's like nothing better than when her. it was Norm McDonald and fucking Norm could fucking handle all those hags with yeah, ease, pretty yeah. much. Especially like because Whoopi and Joy Behar both came from a comedian background. Oh, phenomenal. They know how hard bro. a comedian can slice. Yeah, you know, so you know, and Norm big, McDonald's you know, the Einstein of comedy, so yeah. you know, like there's he just lets you uh talk, 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 and then he has to say one line and he's got you in the palm of his hand, right? Right, right. yeah, so that, that's that's the difference between the shows is like they'll uh, try to do a setup where they mm -hmm. you know essentially gang fuck you on television to make you feel like, how did I even think I had a chance on this show? Boy, I must be wrong in my 
But that's like attack them and make the audience think, wow, that was they must have had the wrong opinion. I, I agree with yeah. that. Which is from fucking Eastwick, so they don't slice me up next time. Right, Whereas exactly. other shows will have a little bit of a balance. And they may be outnumbered, but there's a little bit of a balance where they'll be like, all right, well, say your piece, say everything you need to say, and then let's let's debate it. You know, like, sure. we have to have more debate and conversation rather than just like fucking the mean girls, like a bunch of Heathers. You know, just fucking. That's what they are. That's what this whole thing is. It's just a carryover from eighth grade to eleventh yeah, grade popularity table. It's the yeah, lunchroom in high school or middle school where it's just, yeah. oh, you wore your fucking blue shoelaces today. This fucking bitch wore her blue shoelaces Dude, today. It's, what it's a this, fucking idiot! <laughs> yeah, I just it, it triggers me because uh lived right real close to the school where my mother taught at so on fridays it was the coffee club bagel club for years dude and like when i was in high school i'd be gone before they'd show up but like when i would be there for summer or when i would be back home you know college or whatever and like just the witches of Issa with the cackle and just some of the stupidest things you could ever imagine of come out of the mouths of these, you know, 50 plus yep. year old, 60 year old women of uh, fucking just, they They're just, the gotta, meanest motherfuckers, they just they? got a cluck, 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 cluck. They yeah. couldn't stop themselves. Hate, 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 hate. Yeah, dude. The, hate, the haters ball. Remember that? On yeah. yeah. And, and they hate, were just hate, one hate, up hate. each other with the stupidest shit they said until they were yeah. all, Oh yeah, that's, that's how it is. I agree. I just be like, yeah. shut the fuck up. Yeah. Um, I think that's how like leftism, progressivism, ends up becoming a thing. Is and same thing with the right, super right conservatism. Is everyone needs to one up each other. Oh well, my son is now. Yeah. You know, my son came out of the closet. Oh well, my son yeah. is yeah. not only out of the oh, closet. Oh yeah, that's it. I, 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 you ate a bag of shit. I ate too. Yeah, like it's all one up stand back and watch that. My son has more mental illness than your son. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I actually, oh, really? Your son thinks he's a girl? Well, my son not only thinks he's a girl, I say to him, yes, you are. And I call I don't Well, it used him, to be, like, that's the new out. one. The, the, yeah. the one around this time was, we're so proud that he is going to fight terrorism. And that's, we uh, we are, look at the magnets on my van. I've got every right. color. I have a bigger first. yellow ribbon around my Come, tree than you do on yours. Yeah, comes back missing a fucking half a leg and massive PTSD. And fucking now we're the victim against America. Yeah, is that Munchausen syndrome? Yeah, dude, that's, it is Munchausen syndrome 101. Uh, it, it's just like, and any any cost to be the spotlight positive or negative versus actually thinking about what the fuck you're doing and yeah. saying and what Do you your actions in that are movie sixth sense with a little kid who he sees the dead girl the little yeah. dead girl and she's puking and it's because her mother had been poisoning her yeah. and the mother poisoned her until she was dead so that the mother gets all the sympathy at the children's yep. funeral and she's just fucking loving the sympathy yep. Yep. And like, it must, you know, just sitting there, like, and then, like, the kid comes downstairs and shows the videotape of her poisoning the child's fucking mm -hmm. drink with the, what was it, like, uh, fucking antifreeze or something uh, yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, and the, like, bleach. the whole purpose was just so she could all the, oh, my poor sick daughter. My, oh, you must be exhausted. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's, me that's really the, that's, that's really real the. Thing. That's really the basis of the Tony Soprano character with fratricide and fucking, uh, you know, uh, a bipolar uh, uh, and uh, personality, borderline personality disorder of Olivia Soprano. <laughs> you know, she she fantasizes about uh, constantly uh, killing her, or even tries to have Tony whacked out. Right, so there's there's all that underlying. And <laughs> See, I never saw you got, episode of The Sopranos. So that's, that's what that's he goes crazy. to Doctor Melfi for, pretty much. Is, and they stay married the whole time. 
uh, no, 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 not not his wife, his mother. Oh, his mother. One he, is he, that he tries to, his mother tries to have him whacked. It's all that fratricide shit. So he's the little kid in this scenario and trying to rectify it through, throughout. So until she dies and then, you know, what closure he did or did. Does he have. do a great promo, like standing over her casket or anything? Does a great promo standing over her while she had a stroke, tries to fucking put a pillow over her face and say, I know what you did to me, Ma. And fucking he was going to have her kill and then they come in oh, to wow. rush her out yeah dude the sopranos there's nothing it's, a it's, great scene. it's so so high level though like to have to watch wrestling is fucking brutal uh, <laughs> um this is an interesting one and a hot button one uh wwe reportedly declined what edge requested to retain his services we saw on the august 18th edition of smackdown edge defeats sheamus and his contract expires at the end of september uh in his hometown toronto he went over uh but wade keller says that pw torch has learned that copeland presented to wwe what it would take to retain his services but wwe declined to meet his request this has sparked a belief within wwe that he's probably headed to aew and knew at the time what wwe could offer him based perhaps on conversations with other wrestlers of his star power about aew pay it's unknown if edge had any non-compete clause after his contract expires but tony khan is said to be a big fan of edge's work aw reportedly had high interest in signing edge back in 2019 so we've seen big money contracts and the bucks getting nba money which means 10 million plus probably in my opinion um and if you got edge who only has x amount left and you want to get though and and you know we've seen how big a market uh con is for sting i think he'd shell out for edge too now we talked last week like no edge's loyalty and they they paid for his college and his kids and wife and let's put him in a legends contract and now they're telling him no now this has two sides of it and i'm interested to see what what you think it falls on we're getting $9.3 billion, whatever edge is asking fucking pay it. <laughs> right. Like right. that doesn't make sense to me of like, even if you wanted 5 million they, that they should say, sure. What the fuck? 5 million. So to not go there. But this is also the opposite WCW strategy. Here comes Bischoff and Ted Turner to pick the fucking WWE locker room with the highest paid price guys bring them over there and you're probably never really going to get your return off them, but it's to hurt your competition, taking their blue chip players, their legendary ones and cashing in on all the equity you built on them. That's one way to look at it. Vince also goes, I'll take all these guys off my payroll, free up a hundred million dollars and let him go over and pay them $300 million right. and fucking fuck your company up. Cause now you're just sinking more money into guys who you're not going to be able to get over I already got all the, the Kentucky Derby races out of them. You're ever going to fucking be able to. Now you get <laughs> now you get them all beat up. You get them on the downside. Yeah. Right, at a triple price, and you don't know how to book them. So send them over there to make money and bankrupt your yeah. company. And I think, you know, which one of those uh, are, you, are you down with uh, is the scenario? Well, here's what I think. I, mean, I mentioned this on the Wednesday locker room this week, and I said that I think – the reason they're not giving Edge the money he wants is because before um, WWE finalized the thing with Endeavor, they needed to slice off that $50 million yeah. of fat, right? And this is one of the ways to do it. And uh, this is I'm bringing up two points. One point I actually forgot to mention last week. So I do think that Edge will go to AEW because if 
AEW is willing to offer him, say, five million bucks or, or more, or even like three million bucks, whatever it is, it would be like financially irresponsible for Edge to not take that money for his family. Right. So go over there, and maybe they won't book you in the greatest thing, or maybe you you might be like Sting, you get on TV once every three weeks. It doesn't matter. The paychecks gonna cash just the same. And his dad is worth the same as me, or more than Vince still. So yeah. essentially, ten million bucks ain't shit. What is that like? Probably two weeks of letting his billions sit in like a savings that fucking yeah, paying back. That money. so it's free money. So it doesn't matter. They can pay him whatever they want. And then they get him. Yes, they get him on this downside. But Christian's still there, and the Hardy Boys are still there. So this is a way that you can actually start building a tag division, not by playing against the top guys down the road, but. In the beginning, yes, and have some of those classic moments and maybe bring the Dudleys in for a quick little thing with the TLC stuff. that they, They've always been right. wanting to do one more of those. But what they can be doing is developing the tag team division and have it actually be something that actually matters. And like guys like Edgy Christian working with tag teams or the Hardy Boys working with tag team to figure out how do you do a tag team match? How do you build up suspense? How do you right. pay it off in the end? And some things like There's like a whole thing that they can be doing but um that's why i think originally the whole the, like to get back to the original point is the reason i think they're letting him go isn't to let him spend himself out tony khan it's to get as much money off the books as they can and my second point to getting as much money off the books as they can was a point i forgot to mention last week with ray mysterio becoming the u.s champion uh, isn't it like all of a sudden lo and behold we have dominic as the u.s the united states cha- i mean the north american champion from NXT. So yeah. is this another way to slowly burn out NXT and to get all those guys on the main roster and get rid of NXT? That yeah, I just think they're so roster? green. They're so green. How could you it, do it? It is, but you don't need all of But them. you have a great point here because let, anyway, let me go it, to the Raw. Hold on right there. Let me go to the Raw and SmackDown review because Vince is like, the numbers, the numbers, the, who gives a shit? Because they're like 92 million sold for WrestleMania already, right? Yeah. And to your point right there, because Vince put this out there, is now what that or CD quantified now what that might say is fuck it the tickets are sold it doesn't matter who we even put on the show so grab the kids and fucking you can march anybody you out that want out there for NXT we don't got to put on the best show ever we already sold the fucking tickets right so mm-hmm. that to your point that's very interesting well and also I mean with Dominic having the, the North American belt and really having the US belt obviously they're gonna they have to end up having a one-on-one match at a pay-per-view with a one yeah. title eats up the other. Now that title is gone. So they've gotten rid of the uh, NXT women's tag belts when they converted them into the WWE women's tag belts. So now there's just the women's tag belts who are snake bit and everybody gets hurt, whoever has them. But those titles are gone. The Cruiserweight title was converted into the North American title last year. So they got rid of the Cruiserweight title that's now in the, U- the North American title, which will now then be a part of the U.S. title. So they're slowly eating up all the championships, getting them mm-hmm. out of NXT and can you know uh, eaten up does by that, that does that say roster. to you let, like let's step back thirty thousand foot you know view of that because what you're seeing is great you know information of how we're streamlining things to not just drop them but they get folded in so there's a history and lineage was there a hey nxt's done in 10 months uh as we fold into uh endeavor 
and we're streamlining that type of shit and it's going away. So let me follow up real quick on that because there's a reportedly a sense of doom and gloom among some WWE employees due to a merger. Endeavor's planned merger at UFC was officially announced 2023 of April, expected to be finalized by the end of September. It's being said that Endeavor and WWE are hoping to create a sports entertainment value uh, valued at more than $20 billion, according to Mike Johnson via Paul Heyman uh, from PW Insider. There's already a sense of doom and gloom among some WWE employees. There's a feeling that those in production studios are directly involved with WWE talent are in danger of being let go. With WWE and UFC not requiring duplicate departments in some cases, there are reportedly several employees, quote, quietly looking for their next job out of fear of having to pivot and get out of ahead of, get out ahead of potential layoffs. The potential cuts would apparently have been a big topic of conversation among those working in Stanford at WWE headquarters. So, um, we're talking streamline. I saw this exact same thing, kind of why the consultants got clipped when USA got folded into NBC. They all had different graphic departments, different promotions, different web, and now it's all under one thing, and there really isn't a good grasp on anything, <laughs> which is an interesting part of it. But now with a new WWE uh, mega complex in Stanford, and they would have done the production there, but are UFC going to move their people there from Vegas or is shit just going to get done over there? You know, uh, mm -hmm. they're going to have final say because they're really the owners here, but not only should, I mean, with this trend possibly, you know what I mean? Of, of them streamlining is that NXT to streamline. You're talking about part of that greater overall. Cause I know they needed to cut like 50 million in costs or something along those lines. Yeah, something like that. And no, 50, I think it was 50 million. That's what I, I said, 50, right? 50 okay, million. Okay, yeah. And so I, I had actually heard a while back that they were going to cut, what, 15% or 20% of their office staff, which they, every couple of years, whenever they have shitty numbers, they're gonna, they gonna they end up doing that or whatever, then slowly rehire people back. But I know there, I saw Brandon Thurston's WrestleNomics put out a thing where WWE stock hit a whole all time high last week of like somewhere sure. like around 112, 115 bucks. So the stock is looking pretty good, but like and when they fire they, everybody, it'll probably be up around one thirty, right? Well, usually when they end up having those slaughterings, it's, I think that it takes a little hit for a little bit, but then eventually goes back up because people are like, "Oh no, this company's in ruins. Sell your stock quick." But it's like it's just like they end up catching themselves and rebounding within the next two three months or whatever. So right. you know, if you sell, you end up selling. You're shorting yourself. But uh, you know, it's, I just I just have a feeling this is we've been seeing a slow burn of getting everything we can out of NXT. They haven't really been developing new people. They're bringing Ron Breaker up to have matches on TV with, like, Seth. They're bringing uh, Carmelo Hayes up to have matches. They're bringing um, Rhea Ripley down and Dominic down now every week to have matches with people to kind of see. I think they're like, hey, are these people ready? Because yeah, we got to get them. getting them ready with Corbin, and they're getting them yeah. ready with guys like that. That's Who's worth their fucking salt? And let's get them That's up here. That's interesting. Together. We're just going to whack it and give it well, so long performance center. So long NXT, and that'll be a huge multi multi million dollar 
Yeah, I mean, that's $40 million a year loss, I've heard, that to some degree. So it's probably even double that. And what will you you guys heard it here. Hey, you guys heard it here first on a Friday locker room, just putting the puzzle pieces together from how the office looks at things, man. Like Keller and all these guys might have a little leaked out or hearsay or PW Insider, but nobody's looking at it like Striz and the his are right here and fucking uh, being like, this is what we see possibly right. Uh, right. in the crystal ball of the future. And, let, me, uh, let, me, let me dump this on you because you've okay. been sending me great uh you know conspiracy horseman level stuff and we've heard infowars.com where the frogs are gay uh that uh, uh you know that he that alex has been talking to tsa people and other feds and that i mean you've seen it in, in all the conspiracy sites that pandemic part two is about to be rolled out work from yeah. home back to lockdowns you you know all the fear-mongering if they pull it off and Vince just put out the order, everybody's coming back to the office, right? The new office. And now they're like, fuck you. No, we're not. And layoffs and like interesting, interesting days ahead of just Vince walking around the new place and with no All pants on. Yeah. Just fucking. <laughs> Talking to to yeah. 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 They probably let him stay there even after they sell the company. Like, no, that's just Vince. Why He's the, the only thing. Like, Dude, what a great now. way of like, what's that empty? But we heard there's a crazy old billionaire that just walks yeah. around. He's on the top inside. floor. <laughs> <Sometimes> <laughs> he, just, he yells on his phone all day, but the phone's not in the, the, plug in the plugged wall in or anything. It's just a fucking God phone. Damn it, get me John Cena. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Vince, John's 62 years old. I don't care yeah, I'm 90. I can, I'll still get in there. <laughs> right. it's, 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 it's funny that they ended up moving into the big building knowing that all this was coming, but I guess you guys have to keep moving forward until there's actually a deal because things can always fall through at the last minute. But it's like, right. it's been, I mean, they own this building for a long time, getting it ready for the move. And I used to go, I mean, I, last time I was in Stanford at the office was probably somewhere around 2014 or 15. And, um, they were. I was talking to the video editors. I was, was that I was, you know, hanging out with, and uh, they had on the wall the schematic for the new building. Like this is where video editing is going to be. This is where there's going to be a sound stage, a full sound stage here where they can tape any kind of show. This yeah. is going to be a green screen room, which is a big, big open room with nothing but green screen, so you can create whatever you want. And you know, you're standing wherever you could be standing in the middle of WrestleMania, kind of thing. Like it, it has all these things. And then the guy was saying to the other video editor, one video editor is like, yeah, if we ever move into the place. Because at that point, they had already had it for a while anyway. Right. So it took years upon years to get it to where they actually move in. And now they're selling. So will they end up staying there? It's like it's yeah. tons of money out for not really an investment. But you never knew. Is this thing going to sell? Or who's going to buy it? Or, or even holding that asset, holding that mega asset raises your value. How much you spend $700 million <laughs> on it, but it increases you $1.5 You know, like one if, you, by if one. you can get rid of it. But like nowadays, like you said, with people working from home and the entire commercial real estate market about to take a yeah. big fucking diarrhea shit. I mean, it's what is it worth if you can't fill it with anybody? So, like, is right. everything going to be converted eventually into living space for the homeless or for refugees or whatever it is? 
you know, maybe as a commercial entity, it doesn't have the value that it's going to have. I but... think Vince runs a homeless shelter out of Stanford, has a great master <laughs> and shoot theater. everybody in the wrestlers. A great master shoot theater. It'll be like bump fights, but on a WWE level. <laughs> you got it, pal. Now we're taught. Write that down. Bump Where's Timbo's slice? <laughs> <laughs> um, but in the crystal ball, Striz, I see a very strange future. It's very weird to next two years, yeah. buddy. Well, and after I think, WrestleMania I think the best time to apply for, yeah. for a gig is going to be right before Royal Rumble and right uh, after WrestleMania based yeah. on where things go. But who knows with what the new new world order's plan is with the right, next right. pandemic to try and shut down and, and murder. So. If everything stays as we know it today, which probably isn't likely, but let's say it does and Vince is out of the picture, the sale goes through, they're not going to keep him on. Even if they say, oh, he'll still be in charge of creative. Yeah. They, they say that now. That's not going to happen. They're going to do their own thing. So, so long, Vince. All the McMahons are gone, yeah. which means Triple H is gone. Bruce is going to be gone. And they're going to put in their own staff because they think they know wrestling. And this has happened not just with WWE. This has happened in every wrestling company that's ever been sold ever is they're bringing their own guys because they think they know how to do it. And they're going to fucking tank like a motherfucker. They're like, it's, are we well, thought wrestling what, was wrestling. That's where I'm knowing. hoping the, the yeah. Johnny Publix Colby Covington equity comes into play where Hopefully. we then get to sit down. Yeah. But what's going to be cool and suck at the same time. Hopefully I'm, so we'll see what happens. Hopefully, I'm a cannabis millionaire by then. But yeah. like to have to sit down at 48 to have the conversation of now I'm ready to be your fucking head of creative after all the bullshit. Been 10 like, years ago. Yeah, and I'm like, fuck, I gotta do this till I'm 55, bro. Like, I know, right? Fucking shoot. Yeah. Me. At least you try to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You fire all the people that you don't like. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, you're all fucking yeah, yeah. fired. Can you see that? Give me a job, brother. Good brother. Good brother. And then the other side of that is based off of our conversation off camera of like, and there comes the download into the back of my head for the positive, and here comes the negative for the fucking, you know what I mean? That they can pump out of me. Like these are the little things where you're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know nobody will understand what we're talking about here based on what we talked about. Yeah, that's it's nuts. It's fucking nuts. But I mean, come WrestleMania 40, I mean. 40 years. I mean, what the fuck else do you want from the McMahons, honestly? Why would you want to go out at 42? Like, I retired at year 42. Yeah. And like, no, go out at 40. This is like, it. This is, this is it. That's why it I is. wanted to have the fucking fight with uh, fucking cock betting and lost sheep to lost shepherd there. Like, yeah. let's do it. Go out on a bang and make some fucking money. Yeah, have um, fun on the way. Yeah, Make it be a big that. last hurrah kind of thing. So, like, Vince is going to be 80. He spent more than his entire life in the business, his entire adult life, essentially, in the business. Go bye bye. It's, it, have fun. Yeah. Take take fucking uh, take Bruce Pritchard with you. Take fucking uh, Michael Hayes with you. Hope you guys saved your fucking money. Uh, oh, yeah. Best of luck in your your retirement. Yeah. And, and, and even as Vince can be like, well, not that he would, but like, call, some, call Tony Khan and be like, don't you fucking hire those guys, man. They have fucking like the Terry Taylors, the guys that hung on to the fucking yeah. business yeah. much longer than they ever needed to, while keeping. Great young minds out so, so they can many. be the ones that have the jobs for life. Fuck them. They've done they've done like irreparable harm to the business. Yep. Let them go fucking try to live working at Walmart, like you know, essentially like everybody who never got to, you know, work in the business at a full-time capacity who had the absolute skill to do it. Or be, be or be exposed for what they are and be in yeah. jail like Harvey Weinstein. That's a fucking exactly. choice too. <laughs> and yeah, like let, let them go try to figure out how to be a normal person. Yeah. Well, we survived the business and didn't get the jobs and didn't get yeah. the money and you know, 
but whatever, you know, like it's going to be what it's going to be. But, uh, you know, I, I just, I'm actually looking forward to like getting past the whole McMahon regime and saying, Jesus. Like maybe this is a whole new world. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, it'll take that. It'll take. It'll take endeavor. Stuff, it'll know. take endeavor uh, overthrowing that, and then looking for the next top models. And <laughs> I might not have the looks, but I can still shake this thing. Yeah. Uh, like they tell Vince, like, go home and be like, God damn, it, I'm not going anywhere. Like, no, you're yeah. leaving now. And you know, big, you know, butch the security dude puts his hand on his shoulder. And I'll, just, I'll just hey, if you want the job, go up and throw him off the roof. I'll fucking. I'll be, I'll be the yeah. guy. Uh, rumor killer on Keith Lee's status with AEW says there's a lot of Twitter discourse about Keith Lee being gone from AEW. We haven't confirmed that it isn't true. And as he's at today, AEW's tapings last week, he uh, wrestled at the AEW taping August 2nd. Last time he wrestled it was August 2nd. Lee was backstage at last week's Dynamite event, but told he wasn't being used. Lee left, which is, isn't considered to be out of the ordinary. Lee was also reportedly booked for a recent episode of Rampage, but wasn't told in time, and a change was made to the card. Uh, while it's unclear <laughs> if there was any heat, Fightful spoke that people said the no, situation no, was no blown heat. out of proportion. <laughs> yeah, dude, there, there's... No, he didn't cut, you weren't there when... You were booked, but you didn't tell me till two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> right, dude, and everything's going on with uh, the shits behind. We'll keep we'll keep right on the AEW uh, train here. Uh, Tony Khan comments publicly about Cash Wheeler being arrested for aggravated assaults. He says, as for things that have happened outside the ring, I can't comment on specifics at this time because I still don't know everything. We're still learning facts, uh, just like their other fucking investigation and a brawl out, right? Uh, based on the information we have at this time, we're still keeping an eye on the situation. At this time, I think it's very inconclusive situation. It differs, it differs from other times when we've come in and weighed in or acted on a situation based on evidence. In this case because we're everything we're looking at i don't think we have the facts right now at this point i think it's rather inconclusive i do very much look forward to the match and we'll keep an eye on throughout this week and as long as it's a pending situation because of the nature of it i'll be honest it's not like i've known for a long time but on the other hand i've tried to gather all the facts and information Jeez. Oh, Mia. i still think we have we don't have all the facts here. I don't want to comment too much on the situation, but we're still just gathering information. And that's what we've been trying to do for several days. How about this? Fly him out uh, and fucking have him meet you on the tarmac yeah. plane, sit down and go. What happened? What you did. Don't, miss, don't leave out a thing. Cause if you fucking yep. lie to me, you fucked. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and then on a follow-up between after that one, Tony Khan comments on handling backstage tensions in the AEW locker room. Uh, Remember when this is the greatest place on planet Earth to have so a fucking good, job? So good, bro. It's going to be so We're going to pay everybody in the same amount of money. Yeah, gonna yeah, girls are going to make as much. Yeah. Wins and losses are going to be Life everything. will be one big 69, dude. You're, you're sports gonna based. Your eyes will be rolling on the back of your head the minute you yeah. walk through the doors here, man. Pro sports based. Uh, yeah. You know, records. Leatherface. <laughs> Pro sports. How many love, wins and losses? Yeah. Leatherface. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There may be so some stupid. that don't get along with each other backstage or on TV. It's not ideal, but it's a reality, and I can't make everyone get along. <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> when I read that, I thought of you and I go, motherfucker. Like, let let somebody, me talk to you for a second. Let me, let me leave, talk to you. you just go do what you do. We'll handle it make sure everybody gets along. It'd take about two shows, and everybody would get the fuck along yeah. real quick. Real mm -hmm. fucking. Cool. They'll be singing fucking kumbaya out there. Yeah, one o'clock in the you afternoon. You got it. 
Uh, I'm not sure it's necessary, even in the best interest of pro wrestling for everybody to get along, but ideally everybody is going to be able to focus on their matches, putting on the best shows for the fans. And I think that's what we've been doing. We've had really strong ratings. So even though wrestling backstage had hate each other and don't want to be friends with each other, I think we all agree that this is a really exciting time for the company and it's really exciting time for wrestling business and wrestling fans. There are a lot of people around here who think they're the best. And I think a lot of them have a valid claim that they're the best. And what I'm trying to do is create an environment where everybody can go out and prove it multiple times per week and create a platform where the fans can decide who the best wrestlers are, what the best rivalry are and what the best matches are as long as i can keep top talent in aew we'll have the best matches and the big best big events couldn't be any more off target here on how to run a locker room why things are the way they are and that there's i was just thinking while reading this if you and i showed up and didn't even in suits or whatever and just had clipboards and started walking around backstage you would see guys even vice presidents Get the fuck in line and stand up. I can just imagine the, the Bucks the team, like walk down the aisle and they look at each other and just start laughing. Yeah, They're like oh, oh, oh fuck. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh like, fuck, and it'd be like word, word like, would spread quick, bro. You see that guy with the white beard? <laughs> fuck with him. Yeah, fuck with him. I fucking dare you. Yeah, <laughs> and you wouldn't have anything. That'd be hilarious. Would, there wouldn't be any stooge back and forth of whatever. It would just be. They, you would even have to, you could just act, show up and act like, yeah. what was the Michael J. Secret of my success? Fucking just walked into the office and sat down that day like he had been hired and nobody, and you know, <laughs> who's going to sweat it? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah you yeah. see me talking to Buck, give a bro hug, and <laughs> we're off to the race. You know, that's how I uh, ended up running the TCW locker room. I was just there visiting a show one day because I hadn't been up in a while. And mm. uh, Josh was talking to somebody in Gorilla. I don't know who it was. And uh, like the match had ended, they didn't realize that. Hey, the match ended. Like play the music. Oh, because they were so engrossed in their conversation or whatever. Yeah. And then like I noticed, like they go to the ring announcer is like bringing up the next match, and the boys are in the back still going, "Oh, you do this." And mm-hmm. I'm like, "Hey guys, they're you guys are you know they're already playing." Oh shit! And like no one was paying attention, and I'm like, "What the fuck is going on here?" So I just started be- lining guys up just out of. Just because I was bored and I wanted something to do, I'm like, okay, you, 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 okay, you, and then I look, and then I, get, I started giving the music guy cues, and next thing, it ended up becoming a thing. Yeah. <laughs> next thing you know, I'm giving out finishes, like, dude, it, it, it's I'm being like, in the I'm, trenches. I'm, it's being in the yeah. trenches. World War One. Some sergeant just got shot in the head. You got to go over and now be the guy to call in the fucking yeah. this, this, yeah. this, and the other, bro. And, and, and I just said to Josh, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm just going to start running the locker room so you don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. I want you to have, just go, because back then he'd go, he'd want, he, he, his biggest thing is he'd want to go to the bar and talk to Spike because Spike would want to be hanging out at the bar before his match. Not that he'd get fucked up because don't think that he wouldn't get he'd be just going because that's where they would go. They'd go, go sit, you know, lean up against the yeah. bar, have a fucking Diet Coke and, and just talk and not worry about anything. They're just away from home, getting out being on a show and having some fun with the boys. Right. And Josh kind of wanted to talk to these guys. And, you know, I have this guy in. I want to go talk to him. Go. I'll take care of this. You go do, you yeah. know, promoter schmoozy stuff. Go talk to the building owner. Make sure he's happy. You know, hang outside and talk to whoever you want to talk to. I know you haven't seen Eddie Edwards in a month. 
Go talk to him for an hour and a half about basketball. And you can take the Eddie Edwards uh, seminar on September 16th at Immortal <laughs> in Westmoreland, New York, if you want yeah, to improve yeah. your skills and get one cl- step closer to impact. Eddie Edwards seminar, September 16th, Westmoreland, New York. Great. And then so, <laughs> so like I start, I would start, you know, I just line up all the guys and give it finishes, this and that. And this, I just, you know, like they say, like the, like 90% of life is just showing up. Yeah. That it's, that's really the truth is just, if you want to do something like that, just go ahead and just start doing it. <laughs> and eventually you start 100%. getting paid for it. <laughs> and make yourself so valuable that the company needs to lean on you, you know, like use whatever you're good at and uh, use it towards the best of your, you know, towards your advantage. And if you're good at like managing people and talking to people, then go manage people. You know, if you're, if you're a great wrestler, get out there and wrestle and make some stars along the way if you can. Pass down your knowledge if you can, but you know that's that's how you get like ahead. You just you gotta get out there and do it. Sorry, just cannabis shit coming through from Josh. <laughs> uh, but 2CW is the hot talk of the day, as it should be, because it uh, uh, really influenced and made AEW, but they didn't have the infrastructure or ability to uh, have the super team. No matter how many heads you hire, everybody's out for themselves. Uh, when we did it uh, on no budget, well, not no budget, Josh's budget and a labor of love. And, uh, you know, yesterday, my birthday, always a big day something out there's been three major deaths i think uh the day i was born elvis presley died oh wow <laughs> uh yeah and then uh yesterday uh the funker passed away terry funk and uh kevin owens uh pays tribute to terry funk he says the absolute best of us wwe star kevin owens has penned a heartfelt tribute to remembering the life of uh the legacy of terry funk who died earlier this week at the age of 79 I don't uh, really come here any, ever anymore, but I had to do it today so that Terry Funk was the absolute best of us and that getting to be in the ring with him 10 years ago is and always will be one of the absolute highlights of my career, bar none, Owens wrote on the Twitter. He said, to this day, I still often think back on that night and shake my head in disbelief at the absolute privilege and incredible luck I had to be uh, had to, I had to get to be in there with him. Uh, the energy and the aura that Terry Funk carried with him into the ring that night is something I'm, I've never experienced before and have not experienced since. And I've been in there with some pretty crazy names. I'll never forget it. Terry Funk forever. Uh, Owens is referring to the, his run-in with Terry Funk at 2CW Indie Show on May 17, 2013. On that fateful night, Owens and Funk battled in the ring and later through the crowd, much to the delight of the fans of Gloversville, New York, who witnessed a brawl for the ages. While Owens and Funk didn't officially wrestle a match, there were they were in the corners of Jason Axe and Spike Dudley, respectively, and trash-talked each other in the lead-up uh, to the bout. In fact, Funk released a video on YouTube where he promised to show up at the event in Gloversville to confront Owens, who'd been calling out the legendary wrestler via Twitter and other platforms. Besides Owens, scores of other current former wrestlers took to Twitter this week to pay tribute to the iconic Funk. Um, uh, and Terry Funk, the best of us, absolutely. Uh, Kevin Owens, the best of us, absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> drive, cut his teeth, paid all the dues. Uh, a great father, a guy who may not uh, be the big hunk, but uh, has a super hot wife. I can relate to that, <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> you know, you as well. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, uh, 
and and uh, again put over to CW when he was in Syracuse on a WWE house show, takes the mic and says, I won my first world title here, and it wasn't a WWE title. Two CW country going nuts for him. And I remember this night pretty vividly because it was one of where Kevin and I would – kind of i was agenting and doing stuff while you were doing stuff Mm -hmm. and i was there with him on deck and when he came back through he had gotten his moment before going to wwe working with austin wrestlemanias we work for these moments and hope to get the shine he had been we worked with roh with cornet those frustrations and we were booking him better and the lead into this was real long-term business with back and forth intertwining with Jason Axe, another great performer who's getting the rub because Josh is putting the money behind him and the belief and and the fans are with him with all we've built for three, four years, uh, taking him out of uh, tag team scenarios. Here's Spike Dudley giving him the rub. Owens giving him the rub or Steen at that time, and now Terry Funk's mixed in in dream booking, which is mm-hmm. what we've done better than anybody in the history of wrestling. And when you come back from an opportunity like that, making money or not, you're so humbled because as a fan, your whole life, and now you get to it's surreal. It's surreal. And just like you were talking about working with Killer Kowalski earlier, uh, and that lineage, myself getting to work, getting the same scenario with Sergeant Slaughter, mm-hmm. Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Piper, Piper, and um fucking um uh, fucking dancing uh fucking uh oh Tommy uh no not Tommy Smothers Tracy Smothers I've been I've been so fortunate because of you and Josh and the work I put in with my character to help shine other guys Dick Justice Springgate whatever it was you know that I've been afforded those opportunities when when he came back and I saw it through his eyes and he was like that is something in prints on your soul forever and you don't want to mark it out bro like it's it's just like i got to do i got to do something that no one can ever take away from me i I, you really can't even impart on the listeners the fans of what that means to a performer unless you've gone through it yourself it's impossible to to describe it no and and fans will always say well you didn't make the wwe like we talked about fuck that fuck you and i don't give a fuck what you say because that moment to him of where they're talking about and believe me gloversville one of our smallest, and we that we, we didn't run a ton. No, and it, the was, place it was a was, Hall of Fame show. Standing room only, Hall of Fame show. And, um, you know, th- this, w- this will forever be a part in his mind of his greatest moments and what he's saying. And it's not – this is the guy who was at Austin at WrestleMania. Gloversville 2CW means more. In front of like 500 rabid fans. That might yeah. have been the first night we actually had AI Fox on the show, actually, too. And um, wow. this is a funny thing about that building is um, we had a different building booked and we knew somehow that the fucking guy was going to fuck us. Yeah. So we booked two buildings for the same town for the same night. And we started promoting the first building and the guy tried to hold up for more money and he said, go fuck yourself. And we changed venues immediately. So it's one of those weird TCW things where like it's like something's gonna go down, something's not right. We better fucking be watching our own. Like there's right. no way that guy thought, oh, they have another building ready to go. I'm gonna fuck them and ask for another five hundred bucks. Like, dude, go fuck yourself. Double birds to you and your family because we've already got our fucking. They're just go on the website. The venue has been changed. It's one mile down the road. Yeah, Here's like nobody's gonna I'll, go. I'll take a yeah. supply. You know, no need to get a new ticket. Just show right up. 
and, and nobody missed it. Nobody missed like where the show was. It was we were one mile away. And we actually sent two kids. I was say we had building. people there to fucking direct them. I remember and that we had, too. We had flyers printed out with directions, mm-hmm. but nobody even showed up. So it was great. It was perfect. Everybody was on the website that day. Yep. Saw that there had been a change. We tweeted it out. We Facebooked it. Everything. Just because you never know. It ends up being with a show where something like that happens that 10 yeah. years later, people are talking about and, it. And yeah, 10 years later, uh, the, the moment he's talking about is one that he can probably hang his hat on and define of like, fuck it, dude. No one can ever take that away. When I'm getting whipped by Piper or he hit me with the thing and dude, I was like, you better get your big ass up. And there's a picture of me float bumping higher than I ever have before. (laughs) Yeah, dude. And then the guys, not to be like, oh, I'm marked out because of Piper. Like when he kissed you on the head backstage and says thank you and like and like all that shit and giving him all that, dude. Like that's when you're there. Like that. There's nobody who can take those moments. Makes all those miles on the road worth it. Yeah. Because not only do they come back and they're happy with it, they're like, oh. Like yeah. they're excited and it like yeah. almost re-sparked something in them where they're like, and then when you did this and then you were right there for it and I turned around and I thought, oh God, I hope he's there and you were right there and then it's boom. And then yep. like they go through the whole thing and like you see like they're like excited. And imagine you know you're I mean? Jay, like that's for Owens. And I'm not trying to say he's the shits because he's a great worker. Jason Axe, imagine that. Fucking, I'm the local guy, Springgate guy with, with them. And now I, I'm looking across from Spike Dudley. I got Steen in my corner, and here comes Terry fucking Funk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that that that's just a unbelievable moment for Jason Axe too to to hang his hat on, bro. Yeah. That the company yeah. believes in you that much. He's such a good guy. Have you seen yeah. him by the way? He's lost like 50 pounds. He's down like yeah, one, 180. Yep. Looks fantastic. He's good. retired in Florida living his best life with his wife and his kids mm-hmm. on the beach almost every day, running in the sand. He's doing a great job. And what, awesome. a, what a fucking, one of the, uh, not one of the, to me, in the, I've spent a lot of time in the, in the, in the Indies. Probably yeah. the most underrated independent heel wrestler that I have ever seen. Yeah. He, he, got, he was able to get so much heat, but he never traveled outside really of, the, of, of our, of 2CW. So he wasn't going up to Maine. He wasn't going to New England. He wasn't going down right. to Florida or making the trips because he had a family. He had, he had a baby at home at the time, a brand new wife. You, you choose you, know, you choose your investment in this shit. He I had, he had a real job, a 95, nine to five yeah. job. And as good as he was as a wrestler, and had he stuck his neck out there, might have at least gotten a look at, not to say he would have necessarily got a job, but he would have right. at least kind of looked at. He took the safe road and he said, you know what? I, I have a kid. I got to provide. He bought a house. He put his wife and baby in that house. He got a job, did wrestling on the weekends and uh, whenever he could do it and was so good at it, but he took the responsibilities very seriously of being a dad and said, I got to do this for my kid. And was one well, hell of a dad. Moments like this is what feeds the, what if I ever made or not? No, now you have the moment you put yeah, that up that there and, and you don't, you don't have to worry about what if with the WrestleMania and yeah, all the bullshit. He's got bro. a memory with, with steam. With Spike Dudley and um, Matt Harry Hardy. Funk all on the same night, like yeah, yeah, and he he did it. He did a whole series like two CW was open for ten years, and he had a blood feud with Spike Dudley that was unfucking yeah. believable. He and didn't. It was he, he didn't. He never beat Tracy Smothers in a dance competition. No, he didn't. No, no. Nope. So, but I did. Uh, but man, big shout out to the Funker. You took my lawler, you son of a bitch. Egg sucking uh, dog. Uh, to the double cross ranch, man. Uh, 
to Chainsaw Charlie to, you know, uh, the Yokohama Deathmatch to whatever, Terry and Dory early stuff, Funk Spinning Toehold, the Branding Iron, uh, Funk University, you know, uh, and, and that show especially for the entire locker room to even be in the locker room with Terry Funk is something special that no one can take away if you weren't in the segment you had some interaction with them to get my funk you shirt from them you know what i mean directly from the man himself uh that it's just uh incredible for all of us dude so the uh, date of that show that you were talking about uh where he was there with steen yeah i have on my phone the his voice message about that date he called me on um new year's eve at nine o'clock in the morning yeah. So it was eight o'clock uh, in Texas, where he was from. He called me eight o'clock in the morning his time, and uh, he's asking about the date. Are we doing that date or not? I got, I got to know. And blah blah blah. Give me a call. And so I had that on my phone forever, which is great. Yeah, and, uh, I remember that, dude. I remember all that. I think I was in the car with Josh once, and I had to call him for that show too. We were cool. doing some business on there, and, and that's just Josh doesn't want to talk on the phone most times to people. No, <laughs> so uh, yeah. I get I get that privilege. And uh, yeah. hey, man, I, I got the gift of gab for it, trying to book uh, Cheech and Chong. It's fun. It is, man. I mean, talent handling is a major part of what we do. And I was doing that in Chicago when I had to handle Andy Dick and uh, Tim Meadows and Dave Koechner and plenty of others. So you you get used to that stuff and they want to be treated like stars. So you do it. man. Um, But what a great sentiment from him. And obviously uh, Mick Foley uh, putting out uh, his Mm -hmm. sentiments online and, you know, Terry Funk with, Tommy Dreamer, another huge chapter in the ECW years uh, that I just absolutely loved. And uh, yeah, man, Terry Funk, fucking arguably the greatest ever. I mean, if you're talking about, like, if you're into these Mount Rush. And it was a crossover sensation when he was in the, lots of movies. Uh, sure. Uh, you know, he, he was. Roadhouse. Was, oh, yeah, Roadhouse, over the top. Yep. Yeah, and he was always a badass in those movies, yep. too. Like, yeah. you, you could tell, like, that, like, the, 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 the guys, the actors, like, looked at him and they were like, it's intimidating standing yeah. in front of Terry Funk. And, you know, Funk was jacked up, 40-year-old dude, like, looking like a pro, you know, like, like going, oh, shit. Better yeah. fucking, you know, do and this right. And I think that Kevin Owens will be that same kind of wrestler. I mean, maybe not to, like, you dude, you should have quit because he's a family man who gets it as well. But, uh, you know, he'll want to have that moment to pass that on to some young indie guy oh, yeah, in sure. 20, and he'll, and he'll have 37. A doing it yeah, too. Yeah. And yep. someone will stun him and he'll take a big bump. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? He'll, and he, get over. He, Hopefully he it's not me shit. and you in the office booking it at that time. I know, right? <laughs> and then, Kevin, I want you to take a stutter. And, yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, you sure? No problem. <laughs> After that, you and I go out and commit fucking suicide together. That's, that's, <laughs> like, that's the final we'll, fucking thing. We'll demo yeah. and ourselves off a building. <laughs> yeah yeah we'll hold, hold hands, hold hands and fall off titan tower together that'll be good <laughs> you ready yeah you ready what a fitting end to it all oh shit man uh i needed that fuck my life <laughs> one more show <laughs> yeah for sure or we're just plugged into the matrix and all yeah. this is a fucking simulation, to to simulation theory <laughs> somebody's oh, on the other end of that straw yeah hey sucking it up 
Make them think he's at a wrestling show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Fucking, uh, well, I mean, it's some right like praying mantis slash humanoid. We shuck him, you suck him. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what the human oysters are here, baby. Uh, with a br- yeah. with a briny, salty taste for your yeah. Friday locker room too, there it to is. wash it all down, man. Uh, what a great hour and a half here, Striz. It just ripped by, as always, with you, man. And, uh, again, thank you so much for the summer of Striz here at HMG. We got uh, one more left, I think, before we got switched I, I thought this was it. Oh, no. Oh, is it? It's 30 days of September, April, June, and November. Because the next one airs 31. on September 1st. All right, you're done then. So I got to well, find we'll somebody see. for next week. Right. You might have to. I'll, I'll let you know. I know. Uh, I know. Renee Dupree and Charles the Hammer Evans are happy to come on and do some stuff. So if you can, uh, we'll figure that out. And if you can't, and this is the last one, I I love you, and I can't say thank you love enough, you too, bro, for for a great, great fucking summer of conversation and reminiscing. And I'm a day behind because fuck it, it was my birthday, bitches. But the Wednesday locker room should be up now for. <laughs> free uh, yeah i know <laughs> uh well, there's no way for me to do it from the road on the i, yeah. I, guess I didn't realize you're already on the road yesterday oh, i was up 5 30 in the morning yeah. we were out. so uh that'll be up free for you guys uh, there's plenty of other shows i got to get uploaded the next level review and uh impact attack should be there now i still gotta watch uh dynamite to do light the fuse so what a lucky boy i am and then it's back to cannabis uh court tomorrow so uh Good the luck. stress the stress goes out and gotta teach at uwe tonight <laughs> take so, it out on them <laughs> yeah. no mercy no mercy man uh but uh y'all uh, what else you got going on stress anything fun this uh weekend? you know just kind of uh getting lots of housework done and, mm. you know uh maybe hanging out with my dad this weekend we're gonna start cool. watching um only murders in the building and uh, he got rid of Hulu, so we're going to do a thing where he comes over on Sunday nights and we're going to watch it together week mm. by week, one episode a week. I'm excited to see the new Netflix uh, OVW special, too. Big shout-out to all those guys. Yeah, Al Snow cool. That. Let me know what you think of it. Yeah. Before. I, I won't check it out until you tell me if it's worth taking. September 13th, I think that drops. I love what they did with uh, Apple TV and Monster Factory. Phenomenal little six-episode mini series highlighting uh everything danny cage has done there and this ovw uh series looks similar to to that as well very film shot and my uh, only problem with that stuff is it just fucking gives away the entire fucking industry sure to a, to the nth degree and i mean everybody knows it to work but to show them how the tricks are done i think kills the magician in the long run so yeah, but, uh, I'm happy you know. for for Al and for you know my former writing partner Adam Revolver. I hope he gets featured because that guy's been at OVW since 2005, and the, probably if, 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 if you think the I mean people like my opinion, Power is a whole different. Adam Revolver is a whole different, a meticulous animal in booking and a mindset of of a lawyer and it's it's interesting always to to create with him i hope he gets the shine that he deserves because that guy has helped make so many people written so many storylines and is probably one of rip rogers best pure wrestlers all the way around who studied under al rip Cornette, and Heyman, uh and danny davis and countless others there that i really he's want. probably helped make people millions upon millions of millions, dollars and bro. never gets his shout out and i hate to say it like people don't even know who adam revolver is i'm not trying to make it sound like that they do he's been on tv for years with the mobile homers he was ted the trailer mcnailer's 
uh, you know, man beast tag partner for years as well, but, uh, really behind the scenes has been the guy for the last 15 years at OVW. So I hope people know his name and that he gets shined the way he absolutely should. Was he in that picture with you and Ted and Serena at that? Like, uh, no, that was Ali. Uh, that was me, oh, okay. Ali and Serena, but, uh, uh, revolver is he looks like powder he looks like jack powder white oh, okay. white as can be no hair and fucking uh and sweat all over you but one of the best technical wrestlers i've ever been in the ring with so um yeah man I, i'm pumped for all my ovw brothers and sisters past present and future we we all carry that with us because that is a serious fucking it's uh, you know you're going to train the military army pretty much and get ready to go to WWE war. But, uh, for me, uh, I took my, uh, guerrilla warfare to two CW and I think it paid off dividends, uh, that, that sure. I can't be, you know, any more grateful for. And we covered that today. So rest in peace to Terry Funk, man. Absolutely. Uh, an absolute legend. And even if it's his death day, I'll be happy to remember it on my birthday, man, always to, to share some piece of history together. So yeah, he was a cool dude. Yeah, dude. We shared it today, and I'm always uh, glad to have you with me, Striz. We'll talk more offline. But uh, y'all, uh, infidels, thanks for subscribing to channelattitude.com. Uh, shows maybe 12 hours late. Who gives a fuck? It's my birthday. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> Here on the Friday Locker Room. Y'all-o. This is the Hustler at Rogers. Yeah, it's fucking me. Yeah, and uh, listen to the fucking Hameen Media Group. That's Ben Hameen, Hameen Media Group from Rip Rogers. Go get him and go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs>